0: It's episode 39 of Aaron and Patricia. My name is Aaron.
1: My name is Patricia.
0: Hey, Patricia. How you, how's it going?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you. Yeah. And by the
0: way, everybody, um, you're going to hear that Patricia sounds a lot better than she did before. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> she actually sounds like she's actually with me. So uh,
1: Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, I guess uh, uh, the reason why is because uh, some very special person was able to get me some new equipment uh, consisting of a microphone, a microphone stand. Uh, a mini amplifier and some headphones
0: yeah um or i bought her a teleporter so it's uh well there what, you go what there. Are the other you know so uh, yeah something yeah. like that yeah okay uh, coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about DACA and uh, how that seems to be back in back in play. Um, we're going to talk about how uh, former U.S. presidents and sen- uh, celebrities might be taking the coronavirus vaccine in public. Um, we're going to talk about William Barr saying that there's no widespread fraud, and so that's, surely that's going to put uh, a damper on that, but uh, nope. Uh, Trump administration has uh, handed over some data that might reunite migrant families. Uh, Trump has threatened a defense veto over social media protections. Uh, an anti-hungry anti-gay Hungarian MP uh, politician, sorry, has been... Uh, doing something pretty uh, pretty terrible. We'll tell you all about that as well. Um, we are going to be paying tribute to uh, Daniel Prowse later on in the show. Disney has cancelled DuckTales, but why? And AT&T has laid off some Adult Swim staff. I'm going to tell you what uh, that means for them. Space Spacetran True and Warner Brothers is going to be coming to HBO Max for the foreseeable future. We've got the new trailer for Earwig and the Witch. And uh, also we've got uh, the lost Superman PlayStation game that uh, maybe was lost but now has been found. You're listening to Aaron and Patricia on the 6th of December of 2020. Uh, Patricia, why don't you tell everybody what's going on on the Old School Lane podcast?
1: Then, well, uh, one of the first things that has been coming up for me is that I posted up the uh, newest episode of Casual Chat, which is about the Disney Bronze Era. I did that already on YouTube with my friend Chris, aka Rowdy C. Uh, and also, there's a new episode of Old School Lane Interviews with my friend uh, Kat Kalamia, aka Kamiguno, where she is promoting her uh, indie comic book series, Like Father, Like Daughter. Uh, I will be posting uh, that up tonight on YouTube, but if you want to listen to it right now, you can go to the Old School Lane Anchor, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast uh, sites. And uh, also, we started a new series together, which is called Pixminis.
0: Well, it's basically Pixmin, but in miniature form.
1: Yeah, basically, that, that's what it is. So we decided that we were going to look back on every single Pixar short and leading up to the newest Pixar film, Soul, which will be coming out on December
0: 25th. Cool. Well, until then, let's get on with Aaron and Patricia, and let's talk you through all the news. So, um, a judge has ordered the restoration of DACA, opening immigration programs to new applicants for the first time since 2017. And, uh, you know, I did say, like, this is going to basically be, um, the rollback era, I think. You're just undoing all the damage that Trump has done. I think, basically. At this point. Yeah, so, uh, so for those of you, uh, those you who don't know what DACA is, uh, Patricia, do you want to explain?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. So as you guys know that the United States has been really well known for allowing immigrants to come on by so that they can be able to come here for school or come here for job opportunities or just come here to live. So DACA refers to deferred action for childhood arrivals in which you would get a two-year period so that you can be able to get a work permit or you can be able to come here for school. So around 2017, Donald Trump and the A government that basically follows everything that he says because he's the president decided to uh, shut it down because they thought that maybe they would be bringing in people that would be considered troublemakers and that would be considered, um, you know, breaking the law and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, for almost four years, we've had no people coming in so that they can be able to get opportunities to go back to school or try to get work because of said reason and it was completely stupid and unlawful and it should have never happened in the first place because I mean why would you do that you're essentially getting the opportunity that uh, all these people who have been wanting to go to America so that they can go to school or find a job or just live good lives and saying no you you can't and so now um the the judge is basically saying yeah this is unlawful there's there's no reason why you should even do this and all the people who've been arguing with them saying oh you're just a bunch of dreamers and so the the term dreamers became a term for people who've been wanting to fight for daca to return and now we are getting it so there you go yeah and uh, yeah it's just it's uh I,
0: mean, I guess stupid and unlawful i mean uh, i mean surely not for the trump administration Surely not, yeah. But uh, so you know, in regards to this, I am just really glad that uh, there is um, a lot of people out there right now who uh, are not going to get the opportunities that uh, they, they should have got. I mean, it's just, some people they've been brought over there into America as children. I mean, it's not like they had a choice in the in the in in the matter, and so uh, I mean, in regards to themselves, so uh, you know, and, and you know, a lot of them have a lot of skills and have a lot to offer for um, the American economy and also the American society as a whole. so as far as I'm concerned I don't see a reason why uh, you can't educate these people you know yeah
1: and, and and recently it just showed that there was absolutely no evidence that the recipients of DACA would be causing any crimes even more than people who were even born in the United States yeah and I mean, also, also
0: there's the fact that uh, you know the 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 domestic uh, population of America seems to commit more crime than the the immigrant population of America.
1: Exactly. And then there's a little thing
0: you might want to consider as well, you know.
1: So. Yeah. And also the fact that people are saying, oh, we don't want to include um, immigrants into you know the country because then it will not give opportunity for Americans to have work and all the immigrants will take the work instead, which is completely not true.
0: Yeah. In other words, white people. You know,
1: yeah,
0: like it's just isn't it the isn't it the truth? You know, like uh, a lot of these people who like argue about, uh, you know, oh they should all come in the legal way and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, for a lot of people, they they don't even get that opportunity to even even do that, and so it's uh, and also they're not been given that. Um, You know, there's just not the circumstances that allow them to even do that in that regard. You know, some of them are fleeing war, some of them are fleeing, uh, you know, uh, civil strife, some of them are fleeing, you know, uh, abuse and things like that. So, I mean, uh, great, good on you if you have the opportunity to actually take the legal routes. And uh, by the way, some of the most... uh, uh, you know, legal routes usually take, you know, a, a matter of years in some places to, uh, to, to go through. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's great for all... You know, it's funny how all these Conservatives, you know, that uh, you know, co- you know, that we c- came to America legally and then, like, say, oh, well, I came through the system, you know, the right way, so therefore that's, re- that's the way it should be. And he's like, well, great on you if you had the opportunity to actually... and the luxury to be in that situation. But a lot of people who are, flee- who are basically refugees in that regard do not have that luxury. And so, so, yeah, that's the thing that they always miss, and uh, I'm sure they do it deliberately.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing, it's that it takes about five years for a person to become an American citizen, and also it costs thousands of dollars, and you have to go through the procedure of you need to be able to work in this country, or you need to have a family member who lived in this country legally so that you can be able to have a process called family reunification, uh, I already discussed about this kind of thing briefly on my um, Our Hey Arnold Christmas special about how I felt of the process that Mr. Wynn had to go through in order for him to become uh, an American citizen when he moved from Vietnam to Hillwood. Um, basically that, um, you know, you have to have like a decent amount of money and you need to have actually planned this in order for you to be a, a citizen legally. But there are cases in which Aaron was mentioning earlier about how Uh, people have to flee from war or from abuse or natural disasters. I mean, we've, I, I, I talked about this uh, the other day about how Central America had to go through hurricane Eta and hurricane Iota and, um, many parts of Central America, such as Honduras, Nicaragua colombia and various other places their homes were completely destroyed and they uh, at least over about a million people have to leave their countries and go up north to mexico because everything that they have is not feasible anymore and so now they have to go and you think that the mexicans are going to kick them out just because oh you're not part of our country i mean no i don't think that's going to be the case and um, you, because you know they already go through the things. I mean, let's talk about Syria, for example, about like you know all the wars that have been going on, and you know they have to live in refugee camps. So, well, I mean, we can that in
0: any country. I mean, like not just uh, you know uh, Syria, and uh, we can talk about that about Iraq. We can talk about that about uh, you know various countries across the Middle East. We can talk about that uh, various countries in Africa uh, as well. Like uh, this is uh, the, you know the ref- you know millions of people are currently displaced in the world at the moment. Exactly. And So it's uh, it's nuts to think that uh, you know there's some kind of like formal procedure that they think they can just go through in order to get to safety. They're they're running, and uh, you know this is the thing about this as well. Like what we're seeing now in regards to uh, uh, the the migration crisis is uh, not going to be. Um, is only uh, like the tip of the iceberg of what we hear. You know, if climate change is going to do what, uh, you know, many scientists and, uh, well, many uh, environmentalists says it's going to do, we're going to see like you know, millions of more people uh, come from places where it's just not sustainable to maintain life there anymore. And they're going to be coming uh, to, uh, you know, cooler climates in order to, uh, you know, keep, keep life, life sustainable for themselves. So yeah. it's, it's going to be, you know, uh, what, what we're seeing now is uh, only a, a small indication of uh, what could be coming in the future. And people just don't prepared for it.
1: So. Yeah, and not, not only that, people are ignoring it, saying, oh, it'll go away. But no, I mean, there's even um, some experts saying, well, I mean, we're at the point of no return, and now we're going to have to deal with it if we're not prepared for the actions of what happened with global warming. Some countries are going to get lots of rain to the point of being flooding. Uh, some countries are going to be incredibly dry to the point in which we're going to get um, no water, so that means more fires. Uh, you know, ice caps are going to be melting down and, you know, all these things. It's like, you know, we really need to prepare ourselves and we need to actually, you know, have a government that's willing to take um, the the serious procedures to actually make sure that our country and our entire world doesn't die.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the whole immigration and climate change all tie into this. You know, it's just... Mm-hmm. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's frustrating that some people can't see that. You know, it right. really is. So... Okay, so, um, you know, uh, so for all the people who are currently uh, are applicable to DACA, I mean, uh, we uh, wish you all well and wish you all luck with uh, the future. And uh, we hope that, uh, you know, you uh, get to uh, get to continue to dream, you know. So, yep, uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Uh, so the coronavirus vaccine is uh, currently on its way to the National Health Service here in this country and uh, there is uh, here's the thing about this, I'm cautiously optimistic, I think uh, is probably the best way to describe it, I mean, we've got a long way to go before we ever see the back of this coronavirus, I mean, the World Health Organization is saying that this is a uh, you know, a small light at the end of the tunnel, but uh, at the same time, I mean, we're still going to have to be very careful with, uh, obviously, you know, this virus is still spreading out of control in some parts of the world. And uh, while it's going to be okay for, um, you know, areas in the uh, the Western world, and uh, but in regards to developing countries and uh, in regards to those, they're going to be ones who are going to struggle the most with this virus. And so, there is going to have to be a, um, a an effort. I believe that if we really want to eradicate this virus, that also not only is it that the uh, the, the most uh, you know well-off communities in our world are going to get this uh, vaccine, but also the most uh, the most deprived are also going to get this as well. Because they, at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to struggle the most with it, and it can still cause problems here as well. But uh, sure. I mean, the, also on top of the, you know, that's uh, one th- side of it that uh, I wanted to just briefly mention. But uh, the main side of it that we really wanted to talk about is that there are still people, some people out there who just still uh, the anti vaxxer movement has not started with the coronavirus. It's been around for y- years, and unfortunately, autistic people like myself has bear the uh, anger of all of this, really. Which uh, you know, obviously, you know, as me and Patricia myself, who are, are both autistic, are very you know pretty unhappy about in. In that regard, I think I can safely say that for both of us. So um, I'm very glad that uh, there are people that are now going to step up and say, "Look, this virus, this this way, this vaccine that's going to that's going to uh, eradicate coronavirus is safe." And so many celebrities and many former U.S. presidents are now going to uh, step up and say, "We are going to take the vaccine."
1: Yeah, isn't it kind of ironic that a few years ago, people such as Jenny McCarthy were so anti-vaccine, saying, "Oh, this stuff is um, causing autism and all that kind of stuff." And the one thing that's going to actually help the world as it is because of the coronavirus is a vaccine. The one thing that you are trying to fight against. There's nothing wrong
0: with vaccines. You know, like, vaccines have been the most safest medical procedures that we've had. You know, the most safest medical invention that's ever been created by man. And so... Yeah,
1: without vaccines, we would still be suffering from polio. Without vaccines, we would be going through... You remember the measles epidemic that was going on in New York a few years ago? Oh, I remember that. that. And that was because parents were too stupid to say, oh, uh, my child doesn't need any uh, vaccines to get rid of the measles or the mumps. It's like, you know, all that stuff is just a, um, you know, a conspiracy from doctors saying we need to take this stuff. And then their child got sick and almost died.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so it's uh, it's absolutely frustrating as well that uh, we still have, um, you know, those people out there who just don't believe in science and just don't believe in medicine. And uh, you know, it's just it's uh, it's absolutely you know wrongheaded to think that. But you, you you're putting uh, the, the the general population and you're putting your own children at risk by not yeah. getting them properly vaccinated. And it's just it's uh, it's infuriating that uh, we still have you know this um, you know we we still have this today in you know in the in the in the in the in the, uh, in the 21st century of all places. And so, um, in regards to, I mean, I'm really glad that, uh, you know, a lot of famous people are now stepping up and uh, I'll tell you what as well, like uh, once that vaccine comes around my way, I'll definitely be taking it. You know, so, yeah. Um, I, 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 I won't make an Instagram post about it or anything like that, but uh, I will definitely say that uh, if the coronavirus vaccine becomes available, I will take it. And um, because obviously, it's—I uh, think it's obviously going to be very important for when, when I travel to other areas that uh, you know I'm considered safe. And uh, you know, also I want to keep uh, people who I work with and people who I'm friends with and also members of my family safe as well. So that uh, you know, if uh, if it is uh, the case that the, vac- vac- the vaccines um, also stop transmission of the disease as well then uh, that's going to be a plus as well and so you know you're if that's going to be the case then you're, you're making a positive uh, commit contribution to your community by doing this so that's yeah. as far as i'm concerned you know it's uh it's all that i'm going to take and um you know i um if it's um, going to be um as uh, effective as they say it's going to be then uh, i'm you know i'm really looking forward to uh, obviously you know um just uh, contributing to seeing the uh, the back of what has basically been a very trying time for the uh, you know for, for the planet
1: Yeah, and also, um, we're going to get some parts of the vaccine as well, but it's only going to be by much less than what you're getting, which I believe it's going to be 800,000 of the vaccine, but we're only getting like uh, a few thousand, and that's only going to go over to the healthcare workers and some parts of the elderly as opposed to like the healthcare workers and a lot of, um, major citizens such as firemen, uh, firefighters and police officers and, um, you know, people who have to travel and, you know, uh, people who are, uh, running the Senate and other, um, uh, positions in office. So yeah, we're, we're starting off pretty small around where I live and then it'll just increase from there maybe until around either spring or at least early summer well
0: that's understandable because at the moment like yes we've got the vaccine but at the same time we don't know how the um the the transportations of it's going to work basically how the distribution is going to work Yet, so i think that's still i mean at the moment um the brexit is so broken in this country that uh, there's a possibility that the the british army will have to basically fly in the vaccine you know so it won't come through normal channels so, I mean, there's, uh, there's there's that possibility that uh, we're looking at at the moment, you know, we're pending that, uh, you know, the Brexit negotiations go south. But, uh, so, I mean, there's that aspect of it as well. But, so, I don't I don't blame the fact that the vaccine's only going to go to a certain amount of people at this point because, obviously, distribution is still uh, a question mark at this point and how it's all going to work. So, I would say definitely give it to the people who definitely need it uh, to start off with and uh, then, obviously, start uh, introducing it to the wider population once you start getting numbers up. And everything mm-hmm. so i just think it's a sensible thing to do you know so uh you know i'm really glad that healthcare workers you know the front line of this whole uh, pandemic is uh, going to be uh, treated up first and then eventually it's going to uh, go towards uh, those other people towards you know the um, the majority of the population to stop them from getting sick so and uh, and the most vulnerable bit be- you know let's face it the the, the people who be getting the kicking out of the uh, out of this has definitely been the most vulnerable of our society you know with this point, right. so i think uh, they definitely are deserving i think of uh, having the vaccine first i think uh, for uh, everything that's happened uh, with uh, with this pandemic at the moment and uh, and then eventually we start getting out to, uh, to other people so you know we can return some normality to uh, to our lives you know absolutely mm-hmm um, okay, talking about the next thing, uh, Attorney General William Barr in the United States has uh, basically torpedoed um, Trump's whole mantra of saying that he won the election and the election was a fraud and things like that. He's basically said that there's no evidence of widespread election fraud.
1: Yeah, who's gonna guess who's gonna be fired in the next few weeks? Probably.
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, it does not matter at this point? I mean, like, uh, what?
1: How, how how many days are we until the inauguration now? Like uh... Uh, less than a month away, and, and I, I just even shared you some articles about like Donald Trump had fired nine of his staff members and looking for people who would be loyal to him, oh, and course. he is demand. And he is demand. You remember the a few weeks ago about like you know twenty five people uh, Republicans are saying oh um you know no the, the 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 election was fair and um there was no fraud in it and now Trump is demanding. What are the names of the 25 Republicans who said that?
0: Well, I mean, does he really care? I mean, I mean, I mean, do they really care at this point? I mean, like they've all realized that he's he's an absolute fraud and he's just a toddler who's just been having a temper tantrum. You know, he'll be out of the White House in a couple of, in a couple of weeks and uh, how they're going to pry him out of there is uh, going to be enter- entertaining to watch, I would say. But uh, I mean, in regards to uh, i mean, that as well. Like, I mean, how many days will we now until the electoral until the uh, electors uh, have their meeting what on December 5th, 14th, 15th? So in about in about in nearly uh, less than a fortnight's time, Donald Trump is going to have to face reality in that you know it will be official that he's lost the election. So, I mean, he can do all these, he can have all these tantrums. He can say, oh, I'm going to make a list of all the people who don't like me, and I'm going to do this, that, and the other with uh, all the uh, all the uh, toy soldiers that are in my, you know, in my playset, and things like that. You know, if, as far as I'm concerned, all of that doesn't matter at this point. I mean, like, uh, he's going to probably give out a couple of Medals of Freedom, which he's already done already. He gave one to, I think, uh, to a dyslexic wrestler or something like that. I can't remember who, who that was. But, uh, I mean, in regards to, like, he's going to do, like, all these things, and, uh, you know, and he's basically just going to, Um, You know, waste his time whilst he's in there and then eventually Joe Biden will walk in and his whole presidency will basically just be undoing all the damage that uh, Donald Trump has done over the last four years. You know, which uh, which is going to hamper you know Joe Biden quite a lot, really. So I mean, I will give. I mean, let's face it, Joe Biden is a do nothing politician who wrote the crime bill and voted for the Iraq War. I'm not going to defend Joe Biden in uh, you know in the way that he's operated as a politician over the last fifty years. But uh, in regards to um, you know, I can't really blame. Joe Biden for being so distracted with all the chaos that uh, Trump has brought to America that he's going to have to deal with that as a priority before he can even begin to even, you know, fork out a legacy for himself, you know. I mean, a lot of people,
1: a lot of people even made the argument that that's exactly what Obama did in his first set of um, his presidential campaign was pretty much do uh, you know the same thing in which he undid a lot of the stuff that George W. Bush did
0: mm, I don't know like I mean he tried to do um, quite a few things but so he kind of ended up kind of like you know nearly being the same as him in some in some aspects so I mean it's uh, I mean obviously there's and some of that as well like he never pulled out of Iraq or Afghanistan and uh, you know there was a lot of still people still suffering after Katrina and uh, they was still I mean in regards to like you know being uh, an after effect of Bush he wasn't all that great at that to be honest with you so, I mean, like, uh, there's still people there who are still, like, say, so, you know, there's the reason why a lot of people have flipped from Obama to Trump, you know, and uh, they just feel like uh, that uh, they, you know, felt that there was supposed to be, like, hope and change, and it just never came. And uh, so then here comes, you know, here comes this, uh, you know, uh, this uh, crazy, you know, uh, chaos uh, president in Donald Trump, and uh, that's what uh, brought him along. And uh, unfortunately, I think uh, Joe Biden um, will be distracted by all of that, and, uh, you know, we're going to once again be entertained with this, uh, you know, this uh, half-dead, you know, you um, orange-faced, you know, orange faced, uh, you know um, slightly paled-haired, you know, guy who is going to say a lot of crazy shit and, uh, you know, try and get himself back in in 2024.
1: So. Yeah, and we even mentioned that um, it's not going to work. I mean, unless, of course, he's able to, uh, you know, try to convince, like, a lot of people saying, hey, you know, 2024, let's come back, and it's like... what? Do you, do you,
0: know, what he's, do you know what he's done recently? Like, uh, he's recently done this Georgia rally and uh he's uh, obviously so you know he's basically spreading the virus around again you know like that's, that's basically one thing he's doing and that, and uh, you know he's just he's just there and like he's just admitting that he never lost the election and uh, everyone's just kind of like you know going about with him but uh, i mean here's something that uh, people didn't realize while all that was going on you know in real time while that georgia rally was going on donald trump was losing twitter followers by the thousands
1: and, and- talks that um you know apparently that are during an, an inauguration day they're gonna probably even ban him from doing twitter that day
0: well there's a possibility of that too and uh, mind you like uh, he's already said that he's gonna basically announce like, his 2024 campaign you know on, on the same day that's what he's uh, rumored to do so i'll be uh interesting in itself but uh actually, that'd be interesting if he did that because um i mean obviously like you, i would have thought that uh, um joe biden has decided he's he's thinking about possibly having a virtual um, inauguration so likelihood is that uh, i mean they're, they're putting up this uh, inauguration stage all around now at the moment but uh i mean obviously they're still wondering if uh, that's even a good thing to do at the moment given the state of the pandemic at the minute so um, I think yeah. I think they they kicked off too quickly, saying, "Oh, hey, we're gonna put the stage up and everything and everything like that and get ready for the inauguration." But uh, the same, I mean, I don't know if they were just putting that up there because they thought Trump was gonna basically win and uh, they thought that was gonna be, you know, the uh, the case. Or uh, I don't know if they were just thinking because, uh, like, who's gonna be on that stage? From the looks of things, like, you know, they got to socially distance everybody out. Like, it was we're gonna be like, you know, a couple of hundred people maybe there. Like, it'll probably maybe. like be the sparsely attended uh, inauguration in U.S. history, probably. <laughs> You know, yeah, I guess so. Except for the ones that are probably were, you like during like you know the, the founding of the country, maybe. Maybe like a couple of gentlemen just kind of like, stood around, maybe. I don't know.
1: I but... mean, like even with like you know uh, when George Washington was inaugurated. I mean you had, like, you know, at least a few thousand people who were able to show up and see him do that. But, you know, that was because, well, it was the 1700s and the population wasn't that massive and 13 colonies was essentially, like, 13 separate countries at the point. So it's like, yeah, now we have to do it because we're in a pandemic and uh, people are not going to risk themselves, even if if it's an inauguration with the new president to get themselves out there. Anyway, so going into William Barr. So apparently he was... Um, you know, basically talking with uh, Fox News, uh, you know, saying about like the reason why, you know, he is saying that, you know, hey, uh, that the election was fair and there was no fraud. He was told, um, you know, people at Fox News that he, the reason why he said this was because, you know, he was just doing the responsible thing. Yeah, I know, right? What a concept.
0: Mm hmm. Like, uh, you know, like uh, the, the responsible thing. Like, oh, remember the time like, he was like at Lafayette Square and uh, then like, uh, you know, all the riot police and it cleared out all those protesters and just so uh, Donald Trump could have like a, a photo up in front of a church. Like, you know, like uh, that. I look at like that and think, you know, was that the, that was like, sm- like, sure, slowly the beginning of the end of Donald Trump, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. like when that happened, like that was beamed around the world, and it was like, you know, it was like media and journalists all being like attacked by the police and stuff like that. It's like, you know, it's just it's uh, it's um, you know, and William Barr was part of that. You know, like he was pictured observing all of that before it happened. You know, so yeah, like, and uh, I mean, let's be honest, I no, mean, William. he's no more guilty than he's he's not less any less guilty than anybody else who who, who participated in it. So.
1: I mean, he, he did a lot of, um, you know, passes that would have been incredibly illegal, like, you know, the investigations of uh, Robert Mueller and, uh, you know, various other things. So, yeah, I mean, he, you're, you're right. He's, and also, let's be honest about, like, the taxes. I mean, he was kind of responsible for not pushing, you know, Donald Trump's taxes to be public any further than what they would originally... Uh, be until much later on, so yeah, let's see. And it wasn't honest.
0: until they were leaked that, so we found out that uh, Donald Trump had barely paid any taxes at all. Exactly, um, yeah. so. So, yeah, he's been uh, an enabler of, like, all the bad behavior that's basically been going on in this, and, uh, you know, he's probably a part of the reason why people are, like, you know, you know, asking for, like, a truth and reconciliation hearing, you know, like, uh, to like, put the, all these people on trial on trial, and, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, have them all locked up, you know, and uh, all punished. But uh, it's just it's uh, you know it's like it's bad behavior like this, which is the reason why it's pushing people towards like you know you know Nuremberg's you know style you know grandy you know uh, punishments out for you know uh, anyone who's in the Trump administration. And uh, you know one of the subjects that we're going to be covering uh, later on in the show, obviously, which is coming up coming up next, actually, uh, probably is a, is a driving force behind that. But uh, I mean, like when people like William Barr uh act irresponsibly in a trusted position of office i mean you, you're gonna get calls like that unfortunately
1: yeah and you know uh, you know going into what we're gonna be discussing about next is like you know maybe you're right maybe we will go in through a nuremberg trial situation if joe I, biden I, I, I
0: highly doubt it you know like uh, you know, keep in mind this is uh um joe biden you know i think uh, just wants his presidency and basically just wants to leave everything wants to leave be i think and, so you, uh,
1: know, you think that everybody will be fully forgiven?
0: Um, well, not fully forgiven. I mean, obviously, in the eyes of the public, I think uh, that will be, you know, obviously, this is the thing like, uh, the country's so divided. I mean, imagine if you did, you know, start, start saying, okay, we're going to start prosecutions against these people. Like, uh, I mean, it would, uh, I mean, I don't know what effects that would have, like, on the general public. I, don't I mean, you
1: it's like, you know, a lot of people have suffered because of the stuff that they did. I mean, let, let's I'm not saying that's
0: wrong, but, I mean, say you start, punish, start punishing people, but then all of a sudden, like, you start getting, like, all these, you know, all these malicious that have been, like, threatening to, like, you know, cause mayhem and stuff like that. And all that starts kicking off. I mean, like, uh, this is the thing I've been saying about, uh, you know, um, the, I mean, what, what will be going on behind the scenes. I think if uh, Joe Biden was given the opportunity, like, oh, hey, you know, Donald Trump would concede uh, quiet, quietly, but, uh, you know, in return that uh, he would say, oh, okay, don't prosecute me and don't do anything with all like my family or anything like that. And, you know, give me an opportunity to either flee the country or just, uh, you know, go away, you know, just kind of like disappear from view. And then obviously he comes back again. I mean, I think Joe Biden will be, you know, kind of naive enough to take it, I don't mm. think, because I think he would probably look at the... Uh, the other consequences, and I'm, I'm just like, speaking from his point of view. I'm not speaking from my point of view, but uh, I would say that he would probably would look at that and say, you know, what's the calmest way that we can probably try and get unity back in this country, and unfortunately, he will, you know, probably do something like that. And uh, I highly doubt that. Uh, you know, i be, I'd be very, su- you know, I would be very surprised. If after Trump leaves office that, uh, you know, we're going to start getting, like, uh, you know, um, arrests and trials and things like that of, like, people who have, like, done things wrong in the past. Because, I mean, unfortunately, in the last couple of decades, there's been a lot of uh, administrations that have done uh, very awful things that uh, should be subject to uh, a court case and uh, and, a, and a, a prosecution. But, uh, unfortunately, these things never happen. It's just, uh, there always seems to be this thing that uh, powerful people, you know, people in p- places of power don't seem to, uh, get, uh, you know, their, their, their punishment when uh, they do wrong, we that's know. true. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, that's a sad thing to kind of you know jump off into this other subject, which is uh, the Trump administration has handed over data of uh, the uh, of uh, 666 uh, uh, unaccompanied children that uh, would help reunite uh, migrant families after they were uh, broken up during te- in detention. So um, I mean, obviously, the idea the idea that they had this uh, data and they didn't show it out is sickening to me. Yeah, and and
1: that's just a fraction. There are, I mean, if if we remember from a few years ago, 5,000 children lost. Like, can you imagine that? I mean, how inept do you have to be? It's like, oh, you know, we took the children away from you and we're going to put them in this uh, facility because you're an illegal immigrant. And then, oh, um you want to find the child because you just so happen to find a judge who you can take to court and then you can be able to fight for the right to get your child out of the situation. Uh, uh, you can't because we don't have the papers anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, wasn't that, uh, that there was a story about uh, that apparently Christian charities were basically taking these kids and, uh, you know, basically we just, like, they just disappeared from view after that. Yeah. Like, yeah, and- like...
1: And then we heard about a, what was it, like a few months ago, I think we even discussed about this on the show, that they were able to find at least a few hundred kids and they were, you know, being taken as like, you know, slaves and they were, you know, um, in a situation where like a lot of people were involved and they were just locked up in basements and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. Like, you know, for all we know, these kids could be um, in the similar situation. They could be dead. We don't know. I mean,
0: I'll tell you what, like uh, the people who um, survived this, you know, I can see in like 10, 20 years time, you know, like uh, there will be like class action lawsuits against the government that allowed all this to happen. And, uh, you know, again, like, uh, they'll be saying, oh, why are we forking out, you know, millions of pounds of, like, you know, for uh, for, for, for for all of this? And it's like, well, you know, if um, they hadn't done all this, um, you know, activity in the in the first place, you wouldn't be forking over compensation for uh, the fact that, uh, you know, these kids were separated from their families. You know, when, when yeah. after the fact they should have been taking care of them.
1: Exactly. And, well, let's be honest. I mean, you know, even the kids who are locked up, I mean, they're going to go through some severe... Um, mental and physical disorders or even like situations in which they need like th- years of therapy because they were malnutri- um they, they were malnourished and they were you know treated unfairly and you know, you know they've been in situations where they had to like sleep on the floor or like crowded around to a whole bunch of people they got sick because you know they were surrounded by people who were um, well, even sick- worse
0: than that if they get put into the modern slave trade. Which uh, we know is uh, still around to this day. I mean, like, slavery, you know, obviously ended in America many year, you know, many centuries ago. But, uh, you know, keep this in mind, like, uh, it's really in modern slavery hasn't gone away. It's still around today.
1: Oh, no, no,
0: no, absolutely not. It hasn't gone away. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, also, if the government has been a willing participant in the fact, in the situations that uh, they have uh, reportedly been put into, and like, or speculatively could have been put into, then obviously they're going to be held liable. And so that that is going to be um, subject of court cases, and that you know, like uh, um, a lot of people are saying, like you know, they should um, they should get rid of ICE. You know, the um, the, the the obviously the federal the any agency that uh, is responsible for uh, you know obta- you know obtaining uh, you know illegal immigrants. And so I mean, this could potentially be the end of that organization. You know, if uh, it ends up basically you know going into court and saying, okay, this is uh, it's clear that uh, ICE has been responsible for that. So I mean, there'll be even more louder calls for it to be shut down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the fact that, um, you know, we're going to be, uh, you know, with, if, with DACA being reinstated, I wouldn't be surprised if sooner or later, we will be discussing in the show about how is completely abolished and then they'll uh, you know all the people who were locked up in these detention centers will be set free and then you can definitely know that there will be a lot of announcements and news reports about the government being sued to hell about all of the stuff that happened
0: mm-hmm. so well you know like uh, the trump administration's over now so it really depends on how the biden administration reacts i mean do they put together a compensation package for all these people i have no idea
1: so. I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, you know, what, I mean, what was the aftermath for the Japanese who were locked up in internment camps? I mean, what happened to them?
0: Um, that's a good question, actually. Like, uh, I'd have to, um, I'd have to look that up. To be honest with you, I've not, I've not had a chance to. Uh, I, I, I'm aware of like the internment camps that happened after World War II, but I'm not too sure about, uh, you know, what, uh, what conversation was given to uh, to people in that time. So, yeah, I'm
1: sure a lot of them were given compensation, saying, you know, we're sorry that we did this to you. Well, tell you what, we since, know- since
0: we're on this subject, matter, so let, uh, let me just see uh that's uh Oh, yeah,
1: so- so, yeah w- while you're doing that, I, I just want to point out that the fact that these children are still missing, I mean, the, the fact that... We have no idea what's going on. I mean, like you were saying before, they could be in, in you know, in, in slave labor because that's what happened to, you know, the other hundred set of children that we talked about a few months ago.
0: Okay, so I'm just looking at this now. So, uh, in the Civil, Civil Liberties Act of 1988, the act was signed into law by President Ronald Reagan. The act granted every surviving internee of uh, the uh, of the internment camp uh, around twenty thousand to about thirty eight thousand uh, dollars in compensation. Okay, really? so
1: th- yeah, they, they were compensated for that, but well,
0: well, it's not not much compensation, really. What a year's wages, is it? Like, yeah, it, well, I mean,
1: it's 1988 money, but yeah, you're right. It's it, it's not even enough. I mean, and it was done in 1988, so it was like over 40 years later.
0: Yeah, uh, so well, it, payments began in 1990, according to this. So.
1: Oh okay even even longer than that so what are you trying to say is that the people who are currently locked up in these internment camps when are they going to get compensated or i mean if we're going to like round it up it's going to probably be like around 2050 or something
0: uh, okay well uh, i mean obviously that's uh, we're, we're speculating here in this regard so like uh, i mean obviously we know that horrible things have happened here and uh, you know obviously we're going to see what uh, the uh, biden administration does about it so yeah yeah i
1: mean we're I mean, but still, regardless, I mean, a lot of people have been really affected by it. And, you know, even, you know, we're with the fact that, you know, people are locked up in these internment camps. And we, we've already read through articles about what they went through, about how they're given little food and almost no water. It's like, oh, yeah, just drink from the toilet. And oh, yeah. Get- I,
0: I, do you remember that there was a, a lawyer who argued that, uh, you know, they shouldn't have had, like toothpaste and blankets and things like that? Like, yeah, you know, yeah that, 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 I some awful stuff has happened here. And, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up in history books. Like, uh, oh, know,
1: absolutely that. not. I mean, this will be a, a, a giant stain in the pages of American history.
0: Mm hmm. Um, Okay, so um, Trump, once again, acting like a toddler, and uh, this is basically what we're going to be going through over the next uh, couple of weeks. And uh, so uh, he has threatened to uh, veto defense spending if uh, they don't take action over social media platforms. So basically what he's doing, he's uh, being vindictive about... uh the fact that, uh, you know, he thinks that social media companies uh, was part of the fraud in uh, costing him the election in his, uh, you know, crazy conspiracy theory world, and uh, now he wants social media protections abolished, so that, uh, or else he's going to basically not uh, fund the military properly. So
1: What kind of sense does that even make?
0: Nah, it doesn't make any sense at all, but uh, I mean, no doubt he'll, you know, the apologists will no doubt turn around and say, well, you know, he wasn't a fa- fan, of, fan of the uh, wars anyway, and he wanted to pull people out, and he's trying to pull people out of Somalia right now. In uh, regards to that, but so so I think uh, some people in that regard will probably sympathize in in that going, but in regards to uh, saying, you know, punishing social media companies for basically an election he lost. I mean, let's keep keep this in mind. Trump lost that election. You know, uh, I didn't give Joe Biden at the very beginning of this much chance at all the fact that uh, he was going to, uh, you know, beat Donald Trump. But, uh, you know, Donald Trump ran such a tone-deaf campaign and angered so many people and, you know, just uh, was a shadow of what he was in 2016 that uh, he basically allowed Joe Biden to win the election. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's only got himself to blame. And uh, he's got to stop pointing at everybody else and blaming the rest of the world. And he's got to take some responsibility for himself. But as we all know from uh, from what Mary Trump, uh, his uh, niece, has told us, that uh, he lacks the psychological ability to do that. And uh, I think even to his deathbed, I don't think he'll realize he's done anything wrong.
1: No, of course not. And like we mentioned before, is that, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that he did such a piss-poor job with the coronavirus, then we could have seen him win a second term. But no, of course not. He just go, had to, you know, uh, keep opening up his big mouth and say a whole bunch of insulting things and you know, do a whole bunch of uh, laws and a bunch of acts that pretty much ruined a lot of people's lives and, you know, benefited the rich and like squandered the poor. So, you know, the, the billionaires were able to get a massive tax cut and they were able to make more money than they ever have. And the poor people are just struggling because they lost their jobs. And it's like, oh, well, too bad for you. We, we don't care. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so, I mean, in regards, to, in regards to social media platforms, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to be, um, c- uh, a lot to be angry about what, what social media has effectively done. I mean, uh, Facebook has, uh, you know, they have uh, effectively, you know, sp- you know neg- neglected their responsibility to uh, control their own platform and basically allowed unchecked, uh, you know, right-wing, far-right voices to, uh, you know, basically, um, you know, effectively brainwash a lot of people. And so, I mean, they've done some pretty horrendous things. I mean, obviously, they've got people questioning, like, just basic facts, Of, like, you know, anything from like climate change to, uh, you know, to uh, racial equality and uh, various other things. And uh, they've just allowed, um, you know, just this unchecked, you know, hatred to kind of like spread across their platform. And uh, it's just, it got to the point where, you know, uh, even I had to leave Facebook because I just couldn't take it anymore. And uh, because I just couldn't stand what, uh, you know, Facebook was basically turning people into. So, um, I mean, in regards to Facebook, I have no sympathies whatsoever, really, for uh, social media protections being uh, being ripped up. But, uh, I mean, to be honest, but Facebook, here's the thing about this. Like, just because Facebook is like that doesn't mean, like, other platforms don't have the, you know, um, you know, it doesn't mean that other platforms aren't responsible either. So, I mean, um, right now I'm on Reddit and uh, I seem to be, you know, enjoying the... Uh, uh, myself over there, and I'm on Twitter as well, which uh, obviously can sometimes get a bit controversial at times. But uh, at the same time, I feel a lot better being there than I do being on a platform where you know the uh, most uh, craziest, and most insane people kind of like just dominate the uh, the view the you know, the uh, the viewing space. And uh, I'm pretty sure that people you know highlight Donald Trump, you know, having his you know eighty something million viewers sorry his followers. I think on Twitter, but at the same time, like uh, he's currently losing them at the moment. So because everyone's, you know, eventually people have realised how terrible he actually is. So, but you uh, know, in regards to um, other social media companies, I mean, they you know, they make this argument like I you was know, saying that you know hey you know uh, social media companies aren't going to do anything about it because they re- you know they realize they're a monopoly and things like that. I mean, keep this in mind: like not everybody's on Facebook and not everybody's on Twitter and not everybody's on Reddit and not everybody's like on the same social media platform. And so, and uh, so as far as um, in regards to uh, you know the you know saying oh they can um, you know they can't you know do anything about their platforms you know they can uh, they can do whatever the hell they want. Well, I mean, yeah, of course they can. Because, I mean, obviously they're not public spaces. They are, uh, you know, they're, they're, pri- they're private organizations that have a set of rules, terms and conditions. And if you break them, or if you, they feel like you have, uh, you know, you're not doing them a service on their platform, they can get rid of you, you know? and mm-hmm. uh, Or they can do something like that. So, I mean, there's probably, you no know, saying that, it makes me wonder if uh, Trump is, uh, is realizing that, uh, you know, uh, Jack has had enough and uh, he's going to get kicked off uh, Twitter very soon, in, on January 20th. You know, I don't
1: like, know. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's like, you you have to uh, remember that uh, the reason why, um, you know, the Trump rallies became so low in the first place was because of uh, sites like TikTok. And Donald Trump actually wanted to ban TikTok, if you guys remembered, But that didn't go anywhere. Well,
0: his whole his his thing was like, oh, he's from China. So therefore, you know, he can't be trusted, which is like, yeah, it's, it was less to do what happened in Beijing and more to do what happened in Tulsa. Exactly. <laughs> I can definitely tell you that. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know what's funny? You know what's funny about TikTok I learned about recently is uh, I found out that actually Trump supporters actually are on TikTok, uh, surprisingly enough, and uh, they're basically all having like you know massive breakdowns when they found out that Joe Biden won the election.
1: Oh, yeah, I I remember that, and I I think I even remember, like, the pictures of before and after, like, you know, when Trump was winning, and then there was, like, cheers, and then after, is like, people were just so angry and disappointed. Yeah, I remember.
0: Yeah, I remember. That that was all on TikTok as well. It was just, it was, uh, mind you, it wasn't my favorite thing. I remember uh, watching um, uh, streams on Twitch, and uh, there was just one guy who was, like, uh, when when he found out that Joe Biden won the election, he didn't even say goodbye to everybody. He basically just, like, cut the stream off and just walked away. You know, like it was just—it was that was probably like the best, the best ending to any, to any stream or any show. That's—I think I could probably see from like you know, right, all right-wing media. They just got so angry that they couldn't even say anything. They just walked, they just shut the stream off and walked away. Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah
1: and also um you know a major shout out to you know people making sense because you remember ig Pai, you know the the the, the chairman of the fcc he's oh. gonna be stepping down on january
0: 20th oh that piece of shit yeah he can fuck off
1: yeah you remember the guy who wanted to um you know have uh views and uh, wanted to monitor what you're doing on social media yeah that guy
0: yeah well like he wanted to get rid of uh, net neutrality so he can people can like throttle the internet and stuff like that so like exactly yeah. i mean he, yeah he, he can fuck right off as far as i'm concerned you know like i hope he never gets another job in his life i really do mm so
1: yeah so if, if it was a situation in which like he probably would be sticking around then i don't know what trump can be able to pull off to make something that to work but the fact that he's going to be gone it's like yeah there's no way that you can be able to say oh social media i have to keep an eye on you so that uh i can be able to see what you're saying it's like no you you, you can't do that
0: mm-hmm. you can't yeah hey babe uh, do you want a, a good slice of hypocrisy <laughs>
1: uh i've been eating it for the past four or five years so uh i'm sure i can you know stomach myself another slice
0: yeah well this one uh, comes from hungry so uh i hope, hung- hope you're hungry for this so uh. Uh, <laughs> boo. Uh, yeah,
1: boo. get yeah. off the stage
0: okay um, an anti-gay Hungarian politician has resigned after being caught uh, by the police fleeing a 25-man orgy through a window. Um, he is uh, an ally of Hungari- Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Uh, he resigned from the European Parliament after attending what was described as a 20-man uh, orgy in Brussels, uh, in Belgium. Um, he quit as an MEP on Sunday and uh, later said he was uh, present at a quote-unquote private party. Um, the police found, um, uh, it was, uh, I think it's I think he is uh, Joseph Zyger, uh and mm-hmm. f- 24 other naked men at a gathering, including diplomats, uh, according to uh, this report. Um, Zija has played a key role in Auburn's government cracking down on LGBTQ rights in Hungary, uh, according to this. So um, he has basically, so Auburn's go- Hungarian government has uh, curtailed LGBTQ LGBTQ rights uh, since he was elected in prime minister in 2010. Uh, Zayger, who was fronted, the, uh, fronted FIDAS in the European Parliament, helped rewrite Hungary's constitution to, quote-unquote, protection of the institution of marriage as a union of a man and a woman, um, according, to, uh, according to the Times of London. Uh, Zayger is a right-wing politician and ally of Orban. He climbed out of a first-floor window and was spotted fleeing along the gutter, uh, the public prosecutor was told. Um, was told uh, said, sorry. Uh, a close source of the investigation told uh, Politico that uh, the officers were called right after a complaint about, quote-unquote, nighttime disturbances. So, um, yeah, I mean, he needed to resign, he needed to go, I think, and uh, mind you, it wasn't just, just for that, I think, he's a uh, anti-LGBTQ stance, I think, should probably disqualify him from any holding any government position, as far as I'm concerned, but you know, this is Hungary, so I think uh, that's uh, pretty much um, all you can really say about that. Uh, so Okay, um, uh,
1: hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. What you're trying to tell me is is that a politician who was anti-gay and yep. written a whole bunch of statements about, oh, we're going to protect the, um, the dignity of family by everything being heterosexual, and then he was caught in a house that had a 25-man orgy, and he was caught do what
0: that's that's the story that, that we've got but uh, i mean um he's also so this is what he's basically said in response to it he says i deeply regret violating the covid restrictions it was irresponsible on my part i am ready to stand uh stand for the fire that occurs uh, he announced his resignation as an MEP and asked for people to treat to the matter as quote unquote strictly personal to him uh i asked everyone oh, no, wait
1: wait I, i'm sorry just what?
0: Yeah, I know. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So let me get this straight. So basically, he obviously, like, re, you know, breaking off, you know, COVID restrictions. I mean, like, a, a few people alone, that's fine if you're like masked and you're social distancing, but 25 people, and, and here's an, and this is an orgy where they're really close and they're naked. It's, uh, yeah, I, 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 think we, was, I don't
0: think we need to give everybody the like the uh, the gory details no, 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 of it but no, uh, I, I don't
1: I'm, I'm not i'm not talking about that part i'm just saying like how the fact that he was so against it and then he was there uh, what why how yeah
0: huh? I, I think we need to stop pretending that these people like have um, you know consistent views on things. I think more, I don't know whether it's just the fact that he's just, you know, a, a power mad person and uh, he just, uh, you know, he was just in it for, uh, you know, obviously, you know, just for, for corruption purposes. I mean, like, uh, that's the only way I could probably think that uh, um, he, you know, he, he does what he does. But uh, I mean, I think we've just got to stop at this moment. It's like, you know, how many times have we uh, gone through the, uh, you know, the Republican Party and uh, found out that anti gay politicians are actually gay? You know, too many like, times. Too many times. Yeah. So I think this is just something that we just need to, uh, you know, be be. Oh, you know, this is just something we should just expect. You know, like uh, eventually, like these people who like have extremist views are eventually going to caught out being hypocritical about them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and you know, and also a lot of people would be, you know, going through ma- major consequences. It's like, oh, you know, uh, a person who was seen as a great member of society. And then you find out, oh, they have a, uh, they have a stash of, you know, these awful pictures of minors in their room or something. It's like, you, you just can't believe it. It's like, I mean, you know, the, the fact that... Uh, you know, one person could say one thing and, you know, they believe strongly on one particular way well, wait, well, now- well,
0: Welcome to politics You know, like, uh, this is just something that we're going to have to put up with, uh, I think, uh, for, uh, for the foreseeable future that we, we are going to get here. Uh, this isn't. He's not going to be the first and he's not going to be the last I mean, like, uh, this is uh, definitely like, um, is something that uh, has been going on for, uh, you know, not just within Hungary, but just something that's been going on just in uh, the wider world of politics and uh, he will not be the first and he will not be the last to that person that we'll mm. be talking about about this uh, which that is unfortunate very, really that so. that's
1: very true and it just makes me just absolutely disgusted
0: well there we go uh we're moving on now uh to other things and so um before we move into our um, entertainment section of our show uh we want to uh, stop and uh, pay tribute to uh david uh, prowse who was uh, the uh, one of the original actors of darth vader and he was a uh uh, former uh, British bodybuilder as well. And so uh, he actually did all the uh, movements and functions for uh, for Darth Vader in A New Hope.
1: So uh... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he was the one who was actually in the Darth Vader costume, not James Earl Jones. He just provided the voice for it. And, you know, he's been in a lot of other movies, uh, especially with, like, Hammer films. Uh, he was... Um, you know, he was Frankenstein in a few of those films, and you know he's a very well-known uh, theater actor. So the fact that he, you know, a- another person who was um, a major contribution of Star Wars had sadly passed away. So, you know, uh, uh, condolences for uh, his family, his friends, and his colleagues,
0: mm-hmm. and also his fans as well. Which uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. there are plenty of now in um, in regards to Star Wars. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, um, going on to our first uh, topic, um, Disney has decided to finally pull the plug on DuckTales after three seasons. And yep. so, um, you know, I'm sort of in agreement about this because, I mean, uh, what conversation would we rather have had? Like uh, saying, you know, uh, oh, uh, they've uh, pulled Ducktails whilst it was still hot, and uh, you know, like it's going to be sad that we're going to see it go, but uh, you know, at least we've had some, you know, had some good seasons out of it. Or would we rather have been talking about, oh, well, they're finally putting the pulling the plug on Ducktails. That thing was going uh, going stale very quickly. You know, like uh, which, which, which conversation co- would we rather have had? i mean
1: obviously the former but here's the thing is that they wanted to continue with more seasons and they actually wanted to finish off the story arc with you know explaining the backstory of scrooge and his family but then disney decided to do the dumb thing of moving that to disney xd which practically is a dying network uh i mean a dying channel that almost nobody has it's it's, it's like the nicktoons network of well, isn't, it the,
0: isn't, isn't it on the disney plus as well
1: that too. And the fact that, you know, a lot of people were loving the show and it's like, Oh, Disney decided to cancel it. It's like, you know, smart move, Disney. You actually canceled the good show that a lot of people have been wanting to see. It's like, um, you know, people have been really disappointed about like how Disney has been treating their shows. It's like, you know, they've been either copying off of, you know, popular shows that already happened previously, or a chance that a good show comes out, it's only short lived. And then they don't go any further than that. So, yeah. Uh,
0: But, you know, like, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, like, uh, it's uh, it's gone for three seasons, and uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be sad that, uh, you know, the, uh, but mind you, how many times have you and I been through shows where, you know, story arcs just haven't, you know, come through it, and, like, uh, we even fought for one, you know, for, like, several years, you know, before... Obviously, guys. Yeah. You know, so you know, obviously, there's a uh, there's sympathy in re- in regards to all all of what's uh, going on in every regards. So the Ducktales fans definitely ones of the new show, but uh, I mean, you know, I, I sometimes look at uh, how some shows have basically died very terrible deaths. You know, where they've uh, I'm trying to think of. Um, you know, obviously, the-, the Simpsons just keeps going. I mean, like Zombie Simpsons just continues to kind of like roam and eat brains, you know, across the across the world, and everyone's wondering when they're going to set a fire to it or blow its head off. Which is <laughs> you know, like you know, and so we're going to be talking about you know when the Simpsons finally gets cancelled. We're not going to be talking about it in a very good light but um, I mean uh, so,
1: fairly fairly odd parents well
0: uh, fairly odd parents also is another one and also well I guess you want be kind pinky pinky in the brain I think he probably that as well because you know, keep in mind they're trying to keep it alive with like pinky Almira in the brain even though it wasn't like I, I get it wasn't like the uh, the creators uh, choice to, to do that but uh, yeah, here's at the same, the thing, at the that, same time you know, pinky pretty- in the brain in itself was also getting kind of tired at that point and uh, you know.
1: exactly and they thought that oh uh, we just need to include an additional character and everything will be fine mm-hmm. the same thing happened the first Fairly odd parents. It's like, you know, the the show was great in its first few seasons. And then there was like major shakeups with Steve Marmel when he was fired. And then Butch Hartman basically took over. And then the Fairly Odd Parents was canceled five or six times. And every time that they brought it back, it just got worse and worse. And then they decided to include new characters like Poof and Sparky and Chloe. And nobody cared. And they were like, die already. And it did. And it died in the most in affect to it in affected way possible it's like oh this is how it ends it's like okay and and, and then people just forgot about it it's, it's actually funny that you were mentioning this it's like i remember somebody tweeting about like a person who's never seen game of thrones but they knew that game of thrones was massively popular for a few years and then season eight which was considered to be the worst season and that was what ended the show and now a uh, year after game of thrones ended nobody's talking about it anymore it's like wow What did Game of Thrones do that it screwed up everything so badly to the point in which, like, it became the biggest thing in the world to, like, nobody talks about it? Mm -hmm. At least with DuckTales, at least, even though it ended in a short run, people are going to still talk about this show. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, out of the remakes that Disney has done, and there's been a lot of it ducktales is like one of the top if not the most top show that has ever happened in which people argue it's even better than the original
0: mm-hmm. and uh, i'm just looking at uh, the, um, the the ratings for every uh, episode now and uh, they're in a very good place i think at the moment so so i think you know um, I, obviously it's disappointing that uh, you know disney have decided to uh, end ducktales prematurely but uh, i mean it's a series we're going to be you know re- revisiting i think uh, for uh, quite a while
1: Exactly, yeah. So even though that I'm sure that the creators would have loved to expand the story even more with episodes that would have delved deeper into the characters and gone on to new worlds, but um, the fact that a lot of people are still fighting for DuckTales and saying hashtag bring DuckTales back or something like that, it's like, I mean, people are still loving the show because the, hey, the, the, the show didn't jump off a cliff or anything like that, so... I mean, yeah, it's sad that it's ending, but at least hopefully, you know, anything could happen because you know the 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 newest. Uh, I think the last episode is going to air next year, so we don't know how they're going to end it. Is that uh, whether it ends in a cliffhanger, whether it ends in a satisfying way, whether it ends in a poor way? I don't know, but at least people still love the show for what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind, like uh, Disney have also got their, their upcoming uh, shows coming up as well. I mean, like if we got uh, the confirmation that uh, Darkwing Duckleball will be making ret- making comeback. As well, yeah, and and,
1: uh, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's
0: all that as well. Like, uh, maybe they can probably just maybe through dog, maybe through Darkwing Duck. Maybe they can probably like just dip into like you know the uh, the the Ducktales, you know, because pretty much it is kind of spins off the uh, the Ducktales, uh, you know, story a little bit. So maybe we'll probably get some more explanation for that.
1: Maybe, so maybe, yeah, who knows? Yeah. I mean, we we did kind of see that. Um, you know, DuckTales apparently is like the starting point of a new cinematic universe for these Disney afternoon cartoons, which is why we saw Goof Troop and uh, Darkwing Duck and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I mean, even there was, I mean, we saw the promotional poster. I mean, they had things like Tailspin and Bonker. So who knows? I mean, kind of like how Animaniacs, uh, you know, kick things off. And now we're going to get the Tiny Toon Adventures reboot. It's like, uh, and then there's like, you know talks of freakazoid so it's like hmm maybe this is the thing the same thing for disney in which like maybe they are going to bring the characters from the disney afternoon block back
0: yeah well i mean like uh, i mean disney are on a, on on a, on a high right now i mean like uh, the, the disney plus networks doing pretty well i mean obviously there's loads of subscribers out of that and uh, you know they got a really 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 great shows coming out as well the owl house i always hear hear great comments about you know in regards to the owl house and uh, it's just it's uh, it, it's uh, doing it's doing pretty well uh, with, um, with with its cartoons so um, I'll just be interested to see what uh, they got coming up next and uh, to see what they do with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Right, moving on to our next thing. Uh, AT&T has decided to lay off uh, Adult Swim staff, uh, so the streaming platforms that they've been doing uh, are basically in jeopardy at the moment. So it's... Uh, which, uh, you know, is uh, I think... Um, I mean, I don't know what the... I Yeah, here's here the reason of why uh, Adult Swim did this. I mean, do you further uh, have an idea okay, of so, what's going so here's
1: on? The th- Okay, so here's the thing. So, apparently, from what I understand, is that um, well, AT&T and Warner Brothers decided to m- kind of, like, do a merge. It's like, I think that, a- um, you know, Warner Brothers bought AT&T, or was it the other way around? So, as you know, um, you know, Adult Swim and Cartoon Network and, you know, all those divisions are under Warner Brothers. So, the fact... That the, you know, the whole buyout thing happened. A lot of people are saying it was a massive mistake from day one. And that was how a lot of jobs from Cartoon Network and Adult Swim happened. So, yeah, there's been massive layoffs. I mean, even the people who were involved with the Arkham games were laid off because of the buyout with AT&T. So it's like no nothing good has come from this. And this is just another indicator about how this was a massive mistake. And here's the thing mergers and buyouts depending on how it goes have never really been or rarely been good in terms of you know things are going to stay the same it's like let's have some of the mergers let's talk about blizzard and activision or um you know vicom and cbs and and don't you worry i'm actually going to bring this up when we do the aftermath of the jungle movie a good news by the way uh after months of thinking that i lost the script I found it in my old laptop and I had to try to, you know, send it over. So I'm actually updating the script to the new information. And, oh man, the buyout from CBS and Viacom has been nothing but problems for that. I mean, 45% of stock dropping, hundreds of people being laid off. It's a similar thing with AT&T and Warner Brothers. It's like nothing good has come from it. First, you know, no more Arkham games, you know, goodbye. So now we have the layoffs of adult swim and it's not looking good
0: mm-hmm. and so like some of these buyouts just don't work and some of these mergers do not work either and uh, i think there needs to be i mean i'm sure the entertainment industry is going to be probably looking at these experiments that have basically been going on and thinking yeah let's uh, let's not do that uh, you know if um, in the future if uh, we end up in these situations so I, think I mean, because- here's the
1: thing. It's like, um, you know, they were going through a lot of issues. I mean, Viacom was losing money. Um, I think that Warner Brothers was struggling a little bit. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they, they you know, they kind of thought, hey, we need to get these um, buyouts and mergers so that we can actually stay afloat. Um, you know, the same thing happened with um, Blizzard when, you know, World of Warcraft sales started dropping and Activision when, you know, nobody was buying Guitar Hero games anymore. And then they let the Tony Hawk franchise go into the toilet so it's like uh okay we need to come together because we're losing money and we don't think we can survive as a company square enix went through the same thing in which like oh um enix uh decided to buy square because you know they were losing a lot of money ever since uh, final fantasy this final fantasy the spirits within you know became a massive failure and lost a lot of money for the company so it's like you know i can understand from a business standpoint on these buyouts and these mergers but Oh man, like the aftermath has been nothing but trouble.
0: Mhm. So, I mean, I feel bad for everyone at Adult Swim because Adult Swim's been like, you know, a staple in uh, people's like, you know, nighttime viewing for, you know, for, for probably, you know, for a good couple of decades now. What, and-
1: about like over 25 years yeah
0: absolutely and so like uh, the fact that you know everyone thought adult swim was like you know a really strong brand and uh, now all of a sudden like you know, just because of this you know stupid merger that uh, all of a sudden has been put in jeopardy i think it's uh, there's a lot of fans are going to be very angry about what's happening you know, yeah like, exactly and, uh, so it's still- they're gonna well it means that they're also going to lose faith in the product as well and so if anything that's going to make it even more worthless for them so
1: yeah i, I mean like the fact that uh, Adult Swim, you know, they lost hundreds of their employees. It's like, you know, who's going to be around to do all the stuff? Who's going to be around to do with the Robot Chickens? And who's going to be around to help with them? Um, you know, it, won't, be, it
0: won't surprise me if they decide, okay, well, we're just going to, you know, uh, you know, render uh, Adult Swim down to the point where we can just make Rick and Morty episodes and make episodes of Robot Chicken, and uh, we'll just suffice with that. Like, uh, oh, it, it, and we'll just do reruns of all Cartoon Network shows.
1: Oh, th- that, that's going to piss off a lot of people.
0: It will, yeah, it will. It'll absolutely piss off a lot of people. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, if they made such a, a dog's dinner of it, you know, like, uh, to the point where they can't, they can only put in a certain amount of money into it, then obviously that's going to be, that's the, you know, the, that's what they're going to do. And uh, they've got no one to, to, to blame but themselves. You know.
1: That's true. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for the people who lost their jobs and are now struggling to find somewhere else to go because... During I mean, a, a pandemic band-
0: as well. Yeah, I was
1: just about to say that during a pandemic, it is the worst time to lose a job, especially in the entertainment industry, in which here's the thing. Nobody's going into studios because, uh, you know, we need to protect the actors and the actresses and the producers and the directors. And as for animation, it's like you you can't go into you have to work from home and you have to animate and use all the software and all the stuff that you have. Now you don't have that. What are you going to do when even the pandemic has limited these kind of jobs? Well, you're screwed.
0: Mm-hmm. It just it, it makes me wonder though, like uh, given the fact that these uh, all these companies all merging together into like you know different things. I mean, like uh, I don't know, like uh, it does make me feel like is there vacuums being 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 created here where you know other companies, you know other new starts could just come in and say, well, hey, you know we're you know you're missing this sort of thing because you know these companies didn't handle it very well. Here's us, you know, we've got all this stuff that you can get excited about. Like, you know, just uh, it it makes me wonder if, uh, you know, uh, uh, because what other mergers are we looking at right now? I mean, we're looking at Microsoft potentially buying Sega. Yep. I mean, as well, like, uh, imagine if, uh, you know, that goes, uh, you know, uh, goes south and uh, then that leaves like, uh, you know, a bunch of Sega fans looking for something new you know yeah
1: it's like oh now we have to get the new sonic game on the xbox one series x i'm not talking about that
0: i mean like i'm talking about like uh, the fact that sega fans are going to be like maybe left with the fact that oh well this is you know sega isn't as good as it used to be back in the day you know like uh, i'm going to get a five inch and something else oh hey maybe i might uh, you know see what nintendo's got to offer you know like i might might go and see what uh, you know what's on the uh you know, on the Steam platform, and uh, maybe I'll check out some indie games, you know, like, uh, there'll be, like, you know, new people, like, springing up and saying, like, you know, because, I mean, look at Among Us for, you know, at the moment, you know, like, an indie game that's, uh, you know, taken off thanks to, you know, celebrities all playing it, you know, like, uh, it's, uh, I think, uh, that
1: that game came out two years ago, and nobody gave a crap.
0: Yeah, and, uh, but uh, now it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are playing, you know, a lot of streamers now are starting to gravitate towards it, and a lot of people are doing it now you know mm-hmm. so i mean in regards to uh so i mean like uh, again there's gonna be like, there's gonna be all these upstart games I and mean, minecraft was an upstart wasn't it like you yep, know that was, was, that, was fill- that was filling a gap that you know in the retro market that wasn't uh that was left behind by you know where uh, so some other companies you know were obviously you know not paying attention so you know like uh, i mean let's let's have a look and see where where all this goes because uh, where you know uh where you know where a door closes a window opens you know so like uh, it's uh, like it's just it's uh, let's just see where uh, what happened. I mean, obviously it's going to be very sad that we're going to lose some very you know notable brands, you know, over the next uh, couple of years if these mergers still end up becoming a thing, and uh, you know we end up uh, you know seeing people being laid off and you know seeing things just go down the wire. But uh, you know, like uh, for every you know, obviously um, I remember when uh, you know Rare went down that went down the pan, and then all of a sudden Radical Systems came involved and then we got the Time Splitters series. So, you know, like, uh, it's... Uh, I mean, so, so, you know, like, uh, all this shit can happen, but at the same time, a lot of good things can happen, too. That's you know? true. So. Okay, um, moving on. So, um, Warner Brothers seems to have completely lost faith in the cinematic market, and so they decided that they're going to go directly to HBO Max. So, this is basically goody, where...
1: More news from Warner Brothers!
0: Sorry, what?
1: I said, goodie, more news from Warner Brothers, and just, you know crapping around the market. Whoop-de-freaking-do.
0: Okay. So, um, they seem to have decided that they're not going to be releasing anything in cinemas for the foreseeable future, so Space Jam 2 and other Warner Brothers movies will now be going directly to HBO Max.
1: And here's the thing. It's like, I don't blame them for doing this because... I I mean, let's be honest, a lot of theaters have been shutting down and they're thinking, well, nobody's going to be going in anytime soon. So let's just release all of our stuff onto our streaming services, which guess what? A lot of other uh, studios such as uh, Universal and uh, Disney have been doing early on and knowing that this was going to happen. So it's like, hey, get with the program. Mm
0: -hmm. So um, at the moment, like,
1: um, but mind you, there's one
0: thing I think uh, is making the comeback. Do you know what that is? What's that? The drive-in movie theater.
1: That's right, yeah, because um, you just stay in your car and all you need to do is just, you know, turn on the little um, sound booth thing and you just watch it from the screen. Or, you know, I think in modern, um, you know, drive-in theaters is that you go into a frequency on your radio... And you get the Bluetooth device and you get to be able to listen to the sound. So, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that, that, you know, drive-in theaters have made a massive comeback. Because you remember that, uh, you remember a few years ago in which, like, a lot of drive-in theaters were being demolished in favor of movie theaters?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, so at, the, now, at the moment, it's, it's, yeah, so at the moment, it's I reverse. Mean, yeah, exactly. It's the reverse. So um, at the minute, like I'm really surprised movie companies aren't turning around and saying, hey, look, you know, uh, the, all these driving movie theaters is obviously, you know, starting to garner attention. So uh, let's 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 gravitate towards that market and let's get all that sorted out, you know, I mm-hmm. guess. Okay, so, yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously, but here's the thing about this. Uh, I mean, We are in the era of like, you know, the um, the hyper Internet sphere. And streaming services are basically plentiful, I think, at this point. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that HBO Maxes are going to be uh, taking on the uh, the Warner movies, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, m- m- movies, basically.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: is like at least the lineup looks really good. I mean, you have Dune, you have you know King Kong versus Godzilla. And you have obviously Space Jam 2, which is gonna be a massive <laughs> I boyfriend. was gonna say
0: about that actually like I mean just saying that space Jam 2, you know like uh, the fact that that's gonna be you know now, I mean I guess at the very beginning if you told me like Space Jam 2 was gonna be something that was gonna be released like, uh, and it was gonna be like on the small screen, like it was gonna be like on TV and stuff like that. I'd be like, yeah, I could buy that you know like uh, you know the, 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 there was the big movie Space Jam and then after that they decided to do space Jam 2 with like uh, you know another basketball star. You know, I guess I could see that, but uh, mind you, I'm quite surprised people are still calling it Space Jam 2. It's space. The actual title of it is a Space Jam: A New Legacy. Space Jam 2
1: because it's less of a mouthful.
0: Maybe, but uh, you know. But in regards to, uh, I mean, have we actually had any more um, information about uh, Space Jam 2? Like, uh, what's what? Who's basically going to be in it besides you know LeBron James? I mean, I, mean
1: I haven't really heard too much. I mean, I know that the merchandise is already out. They've already have hats and jerseys. So there's that,
0: but we don't even know if this is going to be successful yet.
1: Like, but but Aaron, the merchandise. Oh,
0: for God's sakes! But uh, <laughs> yeah, so okay, I'm just looking through this now. So basically, we've got it's a, basically going to be a remake from what I from what I understand at the moment. Not so, too surprising. Yeah, well, I mean, why do a remake? Why not just do a sequel? Like you know, it's just it's like saying that uh, you know, like oh hey, you know, Michael Jordan did this once before, and now he's got to do this again in another you know in a, in another world. You know, like but I know, I talk about that as well. Like, like, do it, do it with like a new generation of Warner Brother, you know, brother Brothers cartoons. You but know? here's
1: the thing: it's that you know they're definitely gonna like gear it toward the young kids, and the young kids don't even know who Michael Jordan is. I mean, when they watch the movie, there's no brand recognition. You could do Any- a
0: recap, you know, like it's like, oh wait, previously in the first movie, like we just play a few a few clips, of, like get an idea of what, uh, you know, is what Space Jam was, and then after that, you can then introduce the new movie. You know, yeah, um,
1: but here's the thing. It's like you know, all the kids nowadays they know about LeBron James, so let's have LeBron James in the movie. But, that, so but, but like... yeah, that's
0: my point. Have it with LeBron James, but have it recap, have it recap the Michael Jordan, you know, story first, and then after that, then do uh, you know? I'm LeBron sure James.
1: they will. Yeah. I'm sure they will in I mean, some way, a, kind have, of like how have
0: Michael Jordan cameo in the movie and like having like talk with LeBron James, saying, "Oh, hey, you know, this thing happened to me once before. I hope it doesn't happen to you." You know, then you know, beat up to do. You know, like it just. Uh... <laughs> It's, uh, you know, like, uh, you can easily do that, but, uh, the fact that I think they look like they are just going to be doing, like, a remake of, you know, of just doing the same story again, you know, like, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't give me any excitement as far as I'm concerned. I,
1: I mean, here's the thing, it's like, did we really expect anything from this movie? Not like really, really, no.
0: I mean, like, it, it's been talked about for, for a good couple of decades, though, hadn't it? Since the first movie. So, like, because yeah. uh, oh, the first movie was in 1997, wasn't it? Um, no 1996. 1996 so since then there's been talk about oh what's the second movie going to be and many basketball stars were basically put in that role of like who who could basically be the next one even Michael Jordan himself was even tapped for the role but uh, I mean like uh, it was um, who knows what we're going to be actually that's a good thing as well like you know uh, Michael Jordan was a pretty wooden actor <laughs> in that movie to say that's the be- least
1: that's because he's not an actor he's yeah. a basketball they player given him a bit of training at
0: least you know like uh, they could have I mean bumped. the
1: same like you, I mean, you could even argue the same thing about Shaq, in which you know he was known for being a basketball player, and then he tried to do all these other things. It's like, oh, you know, he was a rap star, he was an actor, so it's like, oh yeah, he's popular. Let's put him in and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Well, uh, was
0: also, he did some wrestling as well, so like, uh, he's, um, he's, like uh, done, he's he's kind of like done. He's trying to do something, and like uh, obviously he's trying to do a lot of things, but not done them well. <laughs> So,
1: yeah like, the same thing with michael jordan remember where he tried to be a baseball player and that didn't work out either
0: yeah so i think it's just the fact that you know y- y- basketball stars are going to be basketball stars for year, you know for, for for years yeah they're going to get lots of endorsements afterwards and they're going to get a lot of like you know um you know acclaim. i think uh, over the next uh you know a couple of decades and like you know being a hall of famer and stuff like that but in regards to uh you know longevity on the basketball court it's just not going to happen so like, yeah
1: so- I, I- I think that LeBron James, he's very charismatic if you've seen him in interviews and you've seen him interacting with kids. I think he'll be a way better actor than Michael Jordan ever was. Yeah, but
0: I think if, if he if he decides to do some acting lessons and he decides to, like, you know, just do some stuff, uh, you know... Uh That will basically get him ready for the role. Like, if he does, like, a lot of, like, prerequisite work, then, yeah, I think he probably does stand a chance of being probably better than Michael Jordan in this.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, I actually pulled up a synopsis. It was right here on this Twitter page by the writer of the movie. Here's what it is, Aaron. Go on. During a trip to the Warner Brothers studio, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all the Warner Brothers characters... And they are under control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Al-G. With the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his long-lost son. Now, to get back home, LeBron and the Toons have to unravel Al G's mysterious plan and win a basketball game against digital gamified super versions of the NBA and WNBA biggest stars as the entire world watches.
0: So basically this is gonna be Warner's version of Tron.
1: <laughs> and Roger Rabbit's
0: oh, apparently so. So, um, yeah, okay, then, well, um, let's see what happens with it. I mean, obviously, we've only got some, you know, sparse information to work with, really. So, like, uh, let's just um, see how how they they produce it. The
1: the original had sparse, um, you know, resources to begin with. Because, remember, it was based off of a commercial for shoes, where Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny paired up together, and they're like, let's make a movie of it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Well, you know, like I mean, like I mean, obviously, there's been it's not been the first time like an, an advertisement has been turned into a movie, hasn't it? There's been there's been other. I mean, uh, it wasn't like a, all those Ernest movies as well? Because didn't Ernest start off as like you know a mascot for like you know something, and then he turned into like a movie as well. well
1: That's I pretty guess. much how it started for him.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So he's like, won't we'll be the first. He's not the first, and he's not the last, as far as I'm
1: concerned. Yeah, it's like you know we need to have our own Pee Wee Herman. Uh, let's get this guy from the commercials and get him into a series of movies and TV shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, Space Jam 2, or Space Jam A New Legacy, uh, we're still waiting to see basically an official trailer. and uh, But uh, right now we do have an official trailer here because uh, we actually have a uh, trailer for Earwig uh, and the Witch, which is going to be Studio Ghibli's first ever um, uh, 3D animated uh, movie. So Yes,
1: that's right. And we did discuss about this months ago when the announcement happened, and that's when everybody just got so angry and then we were like hey let's wait until a trailer came out and now it has and people are mixed with it i mean they they are excited for the movie to come out but then they said oh man the 3d animation looks stiff and off-putting this is horrible you know this is supposed to be their big comeback what happened what happened studio ghibli you were the pioneers of 2d animation and now you sold out and went 3d and the trailer for a lot of people didn't help much.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm just looking at this now, and uh, to be honest with you, yeah, it's um, it doesn't look much different from like uh, you know those like um, you know really cheap um, you know 3D animated movies that you get, which are like spin up like you know uh, like knockoffs of like Pixar and DreamWorks fil- films. You know which ones I'm oh. talking about, right? You know, oh, like God. Uh, yeah, it, they do. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it doesn't look all that great, really, when uh, when you look at it. And uh, so, um, yeah, here's the thing about this: would have been better if it was cell shaded? Sure, know, kind of like beautiful why Joe.
1: Not? Sure, why not? But here's the thing: it's like. Um, The reason why they decided to go 3D was because, you know, Studio Ghibli is changing directions and they're hiring new people to work on the studio. And, you know, a lot of the major people such as Hayao Miyazaki have retired and, you know... um, Yeah, and basically they're like, you know, we need to be able to step things up because, you know, all these other animation studios are starting to, you know, give a run for our money, such as your name and uh, various others. So it's like, we need to change directions. Oh, let's do a three D, and people are not happy. So yeah, it it looks
0: like it looks. Some of these uh, clips I'm just looking at now, they look like uh, video game cutscenes. You know, and and,
1: and that should be really inexcusable because Studio Ghibli did do video game cutscenes yeah Mm -hmm. they did a video that yeah they you remember they um uh, I forget what the the, the game was, but uh, yeah, they actually did do uh, video game cutscenes, and it looks just as good as a studio Ghibli film. And then people are saying, you know what? One what, what of the main reasons on why 2D animation works is because it makes it stay timeless. It's like you don't know when these movies came out; they could have came out 30 years ago, or they could have came out recently. Yeah, like but, I
0: mean, the, the thing I'm just, I'm just looking at some of the like, some of the uh, the after effects of some of the uh, effects that they're putting is now like all the magic and things like that. And it's just it's just it's uh, it wouldn't be lost in a in, in a dream. DreamWorks film, it wouldn't be lost in a Pixar film. Like, there's nothing unique here.
1: And that's the problem. Studio Ghibli films are unique. They Mm -hmm. stood out compared to everything else that we had. I mean, they were able to keep 2D alive when DreamWorks, Pixar, and Disney went to full 3D, and Studio Ghibli was the only studio that was giving us 2D animation. And now that they're part of the crowd, it's like... For them, it's like, oh, we're just trying to get in with the times, and for the fans, it's like, you sold out, now you're just part of the crowd, we don't care about you anymore.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think, uh, let's see what happens here, because, I mean, you know what I was saying before, like, last time we talked about this, I was like, you know, like, uh, just to, to keep uh, Studio Ghibli just, like, you know, financially afloat just for now, like, they'll they'll just, like, produce, like, the occasional, like, 3D, you know, features. And things like that and they'll basically just kind of like say oh hey the- this is what we can we can do as well and then uh, after a while while amongst doing that then they can do like you know the next major 2d animated film because i mean I and, that's,
1: exact- and that's exactly what they're doing is that Goro Miyazaki you know Hayao Miyazaki's son is working on the 3d movie while Hayao Miyazaki is coming out of retirement again so that he can be able to work on his next 2d film which is called how do you live and from the descriptions that miyazaki did he claims this as to be his final movie and i know a lot of people saying oh he's done this since princess mononoke but if you look at the interviews and you consider how old miyazaki is and he's saying i'm doing this for my grandson and giving this as a gift for him it's like Maybe this could be his last movie. So it's like, oh, wow, you know, we, we can't take this for granted. So,
0: I don't... That, you know, Miyazaki can announce that he's going to retire, but his imagination can't retire. That's the problem. Like, you know, he always finds ideas for things. And so, like, I, I just don't think that uh, until we finally hear that, you know, there's a very sad day that, that Miyazaki is, uh, has passed away. Like, I just don't think we're going to hear the end of him yet. Like, you know, it's I mean, like he, I mean, his imagination I guess, will always run right here, regardless of how, you know, much, how many times he asks he's going to retire, how many times he goes on vacation, or how many times he basically says, you know, uh, this is going to be, you know, my last movie. If his imagination just runs wild and just, you know, he gets inspired to do something, he's always going to come back and do it. You know, like, uh, this is just... I mean, a-
1: exactly and and here's the thing it's like you know a lot of people are concerned for miyazaki because you know next month he's going to be turning 80 and you know people are like you know saying yeah i mean he's looking old i mean he's well i mean how,
0: how old how old's uh, how old's don bluth at the moment
1: <laughs> don bluth is in his like mid 80s
0: exactly like you know so i think uh, it's uh um and don bluth is still going like, you know, it's just, it's, um, it, it, as well, as well, like, I mean, I was actually looking at uh, how old, uh, Michael Rosen actually is. He's the, uh, the children's old. I mean, how old is he at the moment? Uh,
1: but here's the difference between Don Bluth and Miyazaki. It's like, at least... Oh, Michael Don Rosen's Bluth...
0: 74. So, yeah, he's he's not okay. approaching his 80s yet, but, so...
1: Yeah, no, not yet. But at least, you know, Don Bluth wasn't a smoker. I mean, Miyazaki was a massive smoker. So, that could also be a detriment to, you know, his aging.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. Okay, you'll just um, we'll see how all that plays out
1: yeah but as for the trailer itself yeah i'm I, i'm i agree with a lot of the people i'm i'm not looking forward to this i mean I, I i mean i wanted to give it a chance i was one of those people saying oh you know i want to give it a chance i mean don't just trash on it because you haven't seen any pictures or trailers and all that kind of stuff and now i saw it and it's like okay i kind of see where you're coming from
0: i, I really thought we were going to be looking at this and thinking you know, oh wow like um, you know that he's doing 3d better than you know uh, what pixar and dreamworks were doing like you know, like oh wow, like he's gonna really change you know things around, but uh, unfortunately, not really. You know, it's just it's uh, it won't be kind of like uh, lost amongst the you know the uh, other three three D animated films. Like you know, if if, if they're gonna do this change, they should have like done something that was gonna just wow everybody and say, oh yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be different. You know, this is gonna be you know a lot different from what we normally see. Yeah,
1: know, and, and here's the thing: it's like you know now we have a lot of these other studios that are coming in saying, well. um... You know, like Studio Ghibli's. it's kind of like how Pixar was. It's like when Pixar basically brought their 3D animation and then they changed the world. And then a lot of other competitors came along. And then when Pixar was going through their slump, it's like, hey, we have other competitors who could do great things. Same thing happened with uh, Studio Ghibli in which after Miyazaki retired in 2013, after he was done with The Wind Rises, a lot of the people who worked on Studio Ghibli left to do Studio ponok And Studio Ponic became a massive, massive competitor because they did Marion the Witch's Flower, which I heard is really, really good. And they did Your Name, which was a massive, huge success. Like, I'm not even going to exaggerate how big of a success it was. It is huge. And... Then they did a whole bunch of other movies and they're like, wow, Studio Ponic is the new Studio Ghibli. We should be more towards them. So a lot of people are saying, well, Studio Ponic is the new Studio Ghibli. So it's like, you know, Studio Ghibli can do whatever they want. It's like, we already have our replacement. So, I mean, unless Studio Ghibli can be able to pull off something saying yeah, we're back. Just like when Pixar they did movies such as Coco and, um, you know, various other movies saying, hey, we're back. Inside Out, we're back. Then, you know, Studio Ghibli is going to be left in the dust.
0: Oh, by the way, um, reviews are coming in for Soul, and uh, right now it's hitting 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, um,
1: wow. Well, th- that makes me even more excited, as opposed to watching The cruds of New Age, mm-hmm. which is just a resounding meh.
0: Yeah. Anyway, but uh, we'll be talking about that later on in the year, but uh, we will end, and finally, uh, with uh, the news that uh, the Lost Superman PlayStation game has finally appeared in public.
1: Oh wow! It's like I, I've been hearing about this because you know, digital gaming has talked about uh, you know all the lost games that we that never happened. So, uh, for those who don't know, Titus was doing two versions of Superman—one for the Nintendo sixty-four and the other one for the PlayStation. And because the Superman for the uh, Superman game for the Nintendo sixty-four, um, they had to work around with very limited um, you know technology because. Well, of course, Nintendo being Nintendo, you know, uh, you know, with their technology and lateral thinking. It's like they had to really, you know, cut back a lot of the stuff that they wanted to put in the PlayStation version. And because Superman 64 did so badly, they canceled the PlayStation version and then Titus shut down as a company. And so the, the PlayStation version was near merely just a legend saying, OK, um, there was once a PlayStation version and now it's been leaked online
0: hmm So um, in regards to the uh, Superman game like um, you know obviously it was a, a horrendous failure, no doubt about that and uh, brought down Titus as a company, which it was a shame really because they were one of the companies that uh, produced the Worms games. So like I mean obviously you know they left team 17 having is to look for a, you know another, another publisher you know, for uh, for, the, for their games. But, uh, I mean, so in regards to, um, I mean, Superman 64, I mean, a good grief. Like, uh, you can definitely tell how, you know, just the fact that it was just uh, basically uh, fly through rings and pick up cars, fly through rings and pick up cars. Like, it was, uh, it was not the Superman game everyone was looking for. I definitely nope. tell you that. And so...
1: I mean, to be uh, quite honest, yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, Superman has never been really good with video games unlike batman who's like amazing with video games superman kind of struggled with like good video games and i guess this doesn't really help much whatsoever
0: i think uh, batman forever and super nintendo wasn't all that great it was basically just more combat
1: yeah but here's the thing it's like at least batman has the nes version at least batman has batman returns at least they have the arkham games name one superman game that was like good
0: yeah i'll I'll give you on that but uh Oh, good grief! I still remember. Sorry, I still remember that was awful. You know that bad. He's. Do uh, you know like uh, there was like a really awkward cut button combination to like you know get it to launch his uh, like grappling hook, and he, oh, launched, yeah. he, la- he launched it out of his belt, and everyone called it the grappling deck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember. What was it like? Uh, select or something?
0: Yeah, it's just uh, good grief. So yeah, but uh, in regards to like uh, you know the lost PlayStation game that uh, has now been found, I mean obviously if uh, I mean it's just a couple of images from what I understand. Like uh, we don't know if uh, is there a playable version of this game at the um, moment.
1: I don't know. Maybe there is at this point, and I'm sure that maybe they'll be making a video or a let's play of it. I don't know. But yeah. from what well, that'll heard... be one for the
0: virtual PlayStation console, wouldn't it? So uh... Uh,
1: yeah, but from what I've heard. Um, they said that it's actually the same version as the Superman 64 version, except that the controls are a lot more smoother and the textures look a lot better. And, but this, but the stuff is still the same. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, everybody. That is our episode for this week. So uh, thank you very much for tuning in. If you want to find me on uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at uh, Aaron Meta Show A R U N M E H T A S H O W. And if you want to find me on Instagram under the same uh, tag as well. And if you want to find me on Tumblr and ask me a question, it's at uh, Aaron uh, That'll do it for this week. Uh, we will see you all next week. So uh, have a good week, everybody. Take care and bye bye for now. See you later.